This episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast is brought to you by On Point Pomade. Keep your beard and hair looking on point with their line of pomades and beard oils over at onpointpomade.com. Use our code BSP15 at checkout and get 15% off your total purchase order. So thanks again to On Point Pomade for sponsoring our show. This episode is also sponsored by the Bean Bastard Coffee. Head over to thebeanbastard.com and pick up any one of their delicious hand-roasted coffees. Coffee lovers will also enjoy their hand-cut and handmade espresso candles and soaps as well. If you're in the Buffalo, New York area, head to their store located at 448 Elmwood Avenue. And thanks again to the Bean Bastard for supporting this show. Brutally Speaking Podcast is proudly sponsored by Rockabilia.com. With over 500,000 officially licensed items in their online store, you're guaranteed to find something you need. Use our code BREW and get 10% off your total order. Now on to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast. I am one of your hosts, John. With me, as always, is Dan Terry. How are you doing uh, this evening? Doing great, man. Uh, definitely feeling a lot better uh, than I was over the weekend, man. I thought I was going to die, but, <laughs> I, but I, I, I didn't. Either that or my ghost feels great. Maybe one or both. I, I'm not entirely sure. Could um, be, man. It's the ghost of my fallen dreams. I mean, I know I had a pretty legendary weekend myself, uh, yeah. hanging out with some of my old high school friends that are the few that I really still hang out with. And uh, those are both terrible puns and segues, which are actual actual and factual. Uh, this episode's guest is Chad Rulig of uh, Legend and for the Fallen Dreams. And Legend, who have two singles out at this point, the newest one, Spite Me, features Andrew from The Ghost Inside, a uh, former guest on this show, and the one that he did with DL, uh, Psychedelic Nightmare. Uh, as you will find out listening to this chat, uh, basically, this is going to be an ongoing series of uh, singles that are going to become an EP, uh, and you'll hear all about how, basically, this project has kind of morphed uh, into this iteration at this point. Legend is one of those interesting bands where it started off as a band and then became a different band and is now essentially <laughs> a weird solo project of sorts. It's almost like what Carlos Santana did with uh, Supernatural, but instead of playing guitar and bringing vocalists on, the vocalist is like, hey, other musicians, why don't you come and write songs with me and we'll we'll make this awesome, smooth-esque uh, kind of album. Looks like a reverse Days of the New. Or a reverse Days of the New. You know, I think I liked my Supernatural thing that won Carlos Santana a Grammy. Uh, and has affectionately give us the uh, smooth featuring Rob Tom or how does it go? Uh, Carlos Santana featuring Rob Thomas smooth uh, meme that we see every so often. Man, it's a hot one. Yep, definitely. <laughs> Dan's not a fan of that meme, apparently. I'm not. I mean, I've seen it, <laughs> but it's always kind of a. Uh... 
Yeah, because it's a hot keep one. Keep scrolling. <laughs> I do um, what all my Republican friends say. I just keep scrolling. Hmm. Is that uh, your Republican friend, Fred Durst? No. Okay. Not even going to fall is, for that one. Is Fred Durst a Republican? I mean, he keeps scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're not even a dad. That's the thing that that's the thing that blows my mind about that. I, I mean, I have a dad bod. That's true. Um, this episode was actually a lot of fun. I've been wanting to get Chad on for quite a while, obviously for the fallen dreams, uh, and legend being Michigan bands, uh, Jim from, for the fallen dreams actually lives here in grand Rapids, uh, near me. And, you know, they're essentially kind of a local band and I dare say, you know, changes is one of the more landmark metalcore albums of the, was it the early two thousands or kind of mid two thousands? Not, like, not one of them. It. It's mid two thousand. I think it, I think that was oh five or oh six. Okay, but I mean it's it's right up there with like anything by Misery Signals. I mean it's incredible. So it's it's kind of weird at times. Like sometimes I for I forget. You know I do this all the time. Where it's a band from my area, so I just kind of always assume like there are little secret, and I forget other like Law Dispute. I mean they're from here. I forget Law Dispute is huge. And then I see that like Law Dispute meme where the guy is like yelling at, not yelling, but he's like, don't you understand? Like that guy's never going to love you. And I always will. And blah, blah, blah. And then he like goes. And then someone made like Law Dispute sounding uh, music over <laughs> this dude. And they're like, why does it sound like the an unreleased Law Dispute track? And I'm like, oh yeah, I forget people actually know Law Dispute or still remains or, you know, some of these bands. I'm like, I forget that you all know that these bands exist beyond where I live. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in it, we also live at a time where like, you don't have to just be a local band anymore. I mean, you, I mean, yeah. you might play, you might play locally, but I mean, worldwide distribution, baby. That's absolutely true. Um, speaking of worldwide distribution, let's distribute this episode out there and we will talk to you afterwards. I guess to kind of officially start this thing off. Um, welcome, Chad, vocalist of Legend and for the Fallen Dreams, uh, as you're most known for. Uh, your latest single with Legend, though, uh, Spite Me, just came out earlier this week uh, via Rise Records. Uh, and speaking of Andrew, Andrew uh, wrote the music for that. And uh, I have been privy to this project for quite a while, actually. <clears throat> and okay. knew of a handful of the people that had already been confirmed in some of the songs you have coming down. Um, so this has actually been something I've been really interested to have you on to talk about because it's, it's not a, this isn't a normal project in the sense that I think most people who listen to this style of music are used to. Cause like, I think uh, the goal is to kind of keep doing this from what I understand is just kind of dropping songs sporadically the whole like, album or no. Yeah, I mean, um, everything we have now in the books, everything that's getting released, it'll come out as it's, as an EP. Okay. But as, as you know, um, every single is different. Every single is a different uh, writer, producer, um, you know, uh, specific artwork and uh, merch drops, same thing. But uh, yeah, man, it was it was uh, quarantine and the beginning of all that kind of put me in a headspace where I was just like, I just want to I just want to fucking write music. I, I don't. 
I don't give a shit about anything else. Like I just, I just want to, um, in the sense that I just, I just wanted to put out music, you know, putting songs together with guys. And, um, I would talk into, uh, uh Kalen, uh, Bellum from Attila and him and I are good pals. And, um, he, you know, texted me at like two or three in the morning. He's like, and just put me in a group chat with, uh, Cody Stewart of the Browning. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Cody. Um, and it was just a 3 a.m. text from Kalen. So I was like, okay, where's this going to go? <laughs> uh, but he was like, Hey man, um, we're all in legend now. I was like, Oh yeah. And, uh, I was, and he was like, yeah, let's do some songs together. So it was just, it, it kind of, that's just kind of when it, it sparked. It was, it was last year with, with really Kalen, he texted me and then saying, let's write some songs together. Uh, and at the time I was already working on an EP, uh, with a producer by the name of Aaron Chaparian, a killer, killer, uh, producer and, and ghostwriter from out in New Jersey. And um, I knew just just with the current climate and things, even before COVID, um, just to keep people's attention is a fucking is a feat in itself. Um, so I, with that legend not being actively touring, or you know we hadn't put out a record since the self title that I did with DL, um, I knew that was it was you know for lack of a better word was just going to get swept under the rug. Um, so I thought, you know, Hey, how, how can I, you know, how can I change this up? How can we do something different here? You know, what's going to, what's going to push me to do, you know, something a little outside my comfort zone. And, and I was like, I, I have so many friends, um, when the small circle that I do have that, that all write and produce and are, are phenomenal musicians. Um, and I was like, fuck me, let's just, let's do this. Let's do this uh, hip hop style. Let's just let's just put fucking music out. Let's work with different producers. Let's, let's work with different writers, and that's kind of how it all started. So um, I'm 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 it's only two singles in, but I'm I'm very happy with how they've come, and um, yeah, where we're where we're sitting with it. Well, I think that's kind of actually the interesting thing you bring up. You know, a lot of times on this show, I talk about you know what bringing these kind of doing is sort of akin to what the hip hop scene has been doing for a while, where it's like, you're basically dropping mixtapes, you're dropping singles. You're just constantly keeping your name out there. And you're, it allows you to experiment in a way where I don't think you can in a traditional album release touring cycle, where if you want to put out something kind of weird, you fucking can. And if people don't like it, cool. It's not exactly. This one's coming down in two months. Um, But I, I haven't seen many people in the rock and metal genre really, like latching on to that idea. And I, I haven't really figured out if it's because people are afraid to book traditional release schedules and so forth, because it's kind of, you know, and, and from a label perspective, maybe or management or whatever, or even the artist, I, I don't know, but right. it's one of those where when I see it work, you kind of can tell like that. It's like, okay, you're, you're kind of influenced by another genre other than the one you're in. And I had wondered if that was something that you had kind of been paying attention to. Like, like I said, based on some of your socials and posts of music and so forth that you like, it seems like you're kind of someone that isn't like a diehard in, you know, I just listen to metal or, you know, whatever all the fucking time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, um, you know, I, I feel like every, you know, everybody says this and, you know, they're like, well, I don't really listen to a lot of metal core, uh, I, but I don't. I mean, I, I, I listened to the same fucking bands that I listened to when I was 13. Same. Uh, I, I, it's very rare that I listen to new music or find bands that I'm like, oh man, this is, this is something different. This is something that I, you know, gives me that feeling of, you know, uh, reminds me of when I was younger or whatever. 
listen to a lot of hip hop. Um, you know, I listen to, uh, I've been getting like really into like a Arabic club, uh, trap music. It's, I don't know. How did you find that? Um, just, just jamming, just, just, you know, just going through Spotify and jamming artists. I'm, I'm Lebanese. So I'm always, you know, digging into the culture a little bit. And, um, I, uh, I found some of that stuff and started jamming it. And, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of new metal. That's, that's, that's my thing, man. I'm not, uh, again, I know everyone says that like, Oh, huge in the new metal, you know, but that's, that's my era. I'm 33 years old. So, you know, bands like, uh, Mudvayne and, and Limp Bizkit are the reason why I even do this, you know, so. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, I got like three years on you. So, I mean, we're, we're right in the same like pocket of stuff. So even probably yeah, yeah. hip hop wise, we're probably very similar with the stuff that we grew up with or are in. Yeah, for sure. So it, it's one of those though. I think that the interesting thing about new metal, and I've kind of have said this a handful of times, but I'll, I'll pose the question to you as well. You know, for me, I think my love of new metal is the fact that new metal, while it is a singular thing that a lot of people think of, that really when you think of the what's under the umbrella of new metal, it's so far reaching. Like, you know, you have industrial, you have, you know, yeah. rap rock based things, you have weird kind of like lit, uh, like Mudvayne, I would say, is more of like kind of a, a progressive yeah, yeah. band and so forth. For sure. Some of the stuff they're doing. And it just encapsulates so much different stuff that I think that's why it appeals to me because it's, it's not any one thing. It's a very palate cleansing kind of thing when you right. go into different avenues. Is maybe that where some of this idea for how you want to tackle different kind of styles and work with different people maybe came from as well? Um, I think inadvertently, yeah, because I mean, it was, it was one of those things, man, like um, putting this stuff together uh, it, it, it really changed, um, he as a vocalist, it really did. It's some, it's not, you know, after doing this, as long as I've been doing it, um, to, to, you know, fucking 15, 16 years later to be like, Oh, this is, this was my turning point was, was writing with multiple guys, uh, writing with all these dudes and, and putting these songs together really changed. Uh, I don't know, just some that click with me. I was just like, okay, I, I need to do this more. I need to do, do this better. Like I, I felt more comfortable not giving a fuck. I felt comfortable just being like, I'm just going to do whatever the fuck it is that sounds good. I, I, this release was never to, you know, fucking make a bunch of money or, you know, re, you know, reinvent the wheel. It was just, it was just back to the basics, back to the basics of just, writing fucking music, nothing more, nothing less. Um, and, uh, and, and like you said, that, that era of, of, of new metal and, you know, the late nineties and early two thousands and, and all that, it was, it was so different because it was such a weird turning point. Like everything in, in the late nineties was, whether it be all, all types of music and, and TV, you know, like fucking everything in the nineties, maybe it's just, I'm biased because that's our era, but I felt like everything in that era was just so much better. Like there was, there was, there was so much more freedom now with music. It's just, it's, it's so cut, cut and copy and paste, man. It, it drives me fucking nuts. So, um, the freedom to do it on this and, you know, have, you know, influences of bands I listened to when I was younger or hip hop or, or whatever. Um, it, it did a lot for me as a vocalist. It, it changed a lot of, um, a lot of things just being having that freedom 
you know, kind of speaking a little bit more to the freedom of this and, and the collaborative nature of of the what you're working on with this this version of Legend at this point. What were I'm trying to think of how I want to say this? Um, was it what were some of the challenges uh, as far as doing a project like this? Because I think one thing that I keep kind of thinking of when I think of working with a bunch of people in in my mind, I'm like, fuck, that seems really ex- exhausting because you have to find different ways to communicate and find a way to work with these people and, and how to get the best out of each other. But sure. you maybe don't have that working relationship. So were there any struggles, I guess, initially in trying to have this be how you saw it in your head in working with people that maybe you couldn't work with in the musical capacity? Yeah. Um, I think that just goes back again to being comfortable with what I do. So it, it didn't matter. You could give me, you could give me something that was complete dog shit. And I, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm confident enough in what I do that I felt like I could have, I could have made it work. And it just so, and, and, and obviously, you know, I didn't, Everyone that's involved is, is a, a phenomenal um, musician, and, and and they get it, you know. I mean, and we're all friends, so it's it's all you know, it's all somewhat of the same wheelhouse. But um, it really, and I'm not you know trying to sound arrogant, but it it really wasn't challenging for me at all. Mm-hmm. It was very natural, and again, it it becomes being comfortable in yourself and what you're doing, and that freedom to just okay, this song sounds like this. I'll try this. So, you know, I'll go this way with it, or I'll, I'll try doing some faster, you know, hip hop influence verses and whatever. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely weird at first, but I don't know, man. Um, it, it wasn't as challenging as, as I thought it would be. I knew it was going to be something weird and different. And I know that, you know, this, uh, the whole, metalcore and metal and hardcore or whatever the fuck else um, it's very pigeonholed to like well we only write with this guy we only do this and it's like as an artist and a lot of people call themselves artists um what are you if you're not able to do things like that if you're not able to just just put out things when you feel like you have to have this certain sound and you have to do this for the wrong reasons or i'm only doing it so the fans are happy you, i mean for me and this material, I, I wasn't, I mean, I love all the support and the fans that I've got over the years and I've been able to do half the shit without them. But, um, I, I just did this music because I wanted to, I didn't really think about the upsides to it. I just wanted to put out cool music <laughs> that I like, you know, I think that's been the interesting thing about legend as a whole, though, from the birth of the band to now is it's always felt, like a passion project that you did when you felt like it was time to do something under the name, you know, legend. And I I think that speaks more to the integrity. I think that you, you have as a musician, as an artist that you know that you could probably half-ass this and it would be fine, but that's not really what you seem to be into doing at all. And in a lot of things in your life, like there needs to be purpose and there needs to be the, the passion. And if it's not there, then don't fucking force it. And I think that has been something I've noticed with this with this endeavor, uh, seemingly throughout the whole thing, is that you you don't rush it, and it's it's something when it's time to do it. Yeah, you for sure. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate that, man. Um, 
I'm definitely guilty of um, of having the good enough. That's good enough mentality in the past. Mm. I mean, I, I, a lot of a lot of uh, vocalists or guitar players, artists, whatever, um, they hate everything they do, and I'm one of them. Like everything I put out, I listen to like a year later, or six months later. I'm like, oh, this, is, this sucks. So um, some of that is just me, you know, overthinking. Some of it is, as, as I know, I. It, I've put out music in the past or songs in the past that I was like, eh, good enough, but there's no time for good enough. Like there's just, there's just not man, no matter what you do, whether it be music or working a job, uh, fucking that you hate flipping burgers or dipping fries, like be the best motherfucker at it. Like just, just, I mean, there's no time for half ass any, any with anything. So, I mean, that was something, especially now, just my mentality moving forward with legend or, any other project I do or for the fallen dreams is there's, there's no time, there's no space for that's good enough. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's taken me this long to figure that out. You know, not, not that I'm not proud of the work I've done in the past, but, um, it's taken me, you know, a considerable amount of time to be able to realize that like, Hey man, if you're going to do this, you got to do this. And it's gotta be 110% through and through no matter what the fuck you're doing. I feel like it's something about our age uh, that's because I've been going through that too very much recently. Uh, just kind of, I don't want to say cataloging things, but I'm just kind of like at some point, like you have to kind of look back on, on things and kind of grow and want to be, want more from yourself. Uh, right. And it's, been kind of interesting in, in kind of having some of these conversations over the last month and a half or so with some people where I've you know been going to therapy and kind of getting a difference uh, in perspective on things and I think it's kind of made me not only look at my own life differently but it's really given me the keys and the ability to look at a lot of things from a different yeah, perspective sure. and uh, I think you know something I was talking with uh, Travis from Atreyu the other day for an episode and you know I was kind of thinking about you know legend and, and for the fallen dreams and you know at this point it's probably been half your life that you've been in either of those bands but a difference or a different perspective i've thought of when thinking about that is you now are responsible for people's nostalgia have, yeah. you, have you you know especially after you just guys just did that changes uh, anniversary run has you know what is kind of being in a band for this long how is that kind of like what is how have you kind of approached it differently? Maybe now, uh, now that people come up to you and you're like, Oh man, when this record came out, I, I did this or it shaped my life or it changed me or, or whatever. Like now that you're a part of. That nostalgia. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. Like sometimes, um, I mean, you don't think about it. It's just like, you know, Oh yeah, we put that record out, you know, fucking 13 years ago or whatever. And, um, but then you get those stories and you talk to some of the fans or you, you especially on like the changes tour. Um, it was wild, man. It was a, it was a, it was a crazy tour. It, was, it did really well. And, and just to reconnect with fans who, you know, were coming up to me or, or, or the band and they're in their thirties and they're like, I listened to you. I started listening to you guys, you know, my freshman year of high school, and, <laughs> you know, like it was going through this that helped me get to this point or a lot of guys, you know, like I was stationed, I, I went overseas and I was stationed overseas in the military changes like one of those records for me so it's it's crazy um i guess it doesn't i don't know it doesn't always click 
sometimes of how influential that record is. I don't need to toot my own horn over it because it's just, it's just, it's kind of one of those unsaid things like changes is one of those records. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool to be able to say that it's cool that we had that much of influence, um, in a time and to still be doing it is even weirder because there's a lot of bands um, that aren't even around anymore that, that, <laughs> that weren't even able to, to stick around as long as we have and still been able to tour. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I like to uh, uh, hype the guys up every now and then, you know, and then let them know like, Hey man, don't forget who we are. We're like, we've stood the test of time for the fallen dreams. Um, <laughs> We've, we've been, we've been doing it, man. And when the thing is, is, and everybody says this, but still putting out our best music, um, especially in this newer stuff, it's, um, the legend stuff has helped me be a better vocalist, which in turn makes me push this for the fallen dreams material to a new level. It puts it in a, in a, a way that it, it progresses me and progresses the band and, it's another one of those things that if I wouldn't have branched out and done this, this legend stuff, I don't know that I would have been as comfortable to say, try it all, do whatever, you know? So. Kind of answered the question I was about to ask as you were saying that, which is, have you found that it's been a very cyclical thing between the two where you try something on one thing and then it makes you more apt to try something different on the other thing. And then it just kind of keeps informing what you do record in and record out between the two projects. But it sounds like, yeah, it's the case. Uh, I mean, it's, um, you still have to create that divide between the two because you don't want it to turn into the same fucking band. Right. You know, what's the point? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, with, with the FTFD stuff, the new stuff that we're working on. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent is, uh, pushing me outside of my comfort zone for the legend stuff to work with guys I've never worked with before that I haven't worked with, like with Andrew in 10, in 10 years. And it just, it just naturally came out as, as good as it did. Um, and I can take those experiences and that same mentality of it's go time. It's 110% or it's nothing. And let's try this. Let's try this. Um, it's helped move this new FTFT stuff in, in, in the right direction. Um, you know, just, just six was one of those records, the last record where, you know, we had talked about, well, what, what's our next move now? You know, we, we tried some different stuff on six and it went really well, like unstoppables up to, I think like 15 million views, the music video and, and the streams are doing well. Obviously, hard sales don't count for shit anymore, but we're making it work. And um, yeah, we, we tried stuff in that that quality-wise I wasn't happy with, but I'm glad we did it just because we broke those those boundaries of, okay, now that we know what didn't work and we can be better at, we don't have to ease into this. Let's just go in and be the best at what we do. Let's just put our all into it and um it, it it's it's coming out very good I'm, I'm i'm very i'm very pleased with with where we're at with that stuff so. you said something right there that that's interesting you know that you you're approaching things differently and kind of self-identifying like what doesn't work but trying to make it better as opposed to saying like oh that didn't work so fuck it let's not do that right 
I think that's a really hard thing to understand about ourselves is when something doesn't work, not looking at it as a failure, but looking at it as an opportunity to get better and, and improve on it. Is that something you think you've recently developed as a, as an artist and as a musician, or do you think that's something that you just haven't been honest with yourself as to vocalizing maybe in the past? Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like I said before, it wasn't up until recently that I really kind of held myself accountable for some of the stuff that I was putting out or I wasn't happy with it or I didn't push myself or I was doing it for the wrong reasons. You know, at, at, at this stage, I mean, I, I have nothing left to prove to anybody. And um, I just I just want to put out I want to put out good music. I just that that's 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 why we do this, man. That, that, that was the, the start of all of it. Way back when we were little kids, we just wanted to, we just thought being in a band was fucking cool. <laughs> and that was, that was, was big for me. But, um, yeah, in, improving on, on what we, you know, didn't execute right. Like there's no reason, um, we have all the tools in front of us, all of us. I mean, not even just for the fun dreams, but just as a human being, we all have those tools in front of us to be better. It's, are you going to do it? Are you going to do the work? Are you going to make sure that you're better than you were the day before? And that's something um, could be, you know, COVID related to sit and reflect on. And, I, and I've noticed this just through the anything else of social media, a lot of people doing that, looking back and being like, it's time for some change or it's time to do this more it's time to do that. So um, yeah, to answer your question, a hundred percent, I think that, um, seeing those those faults of what we we didn't execute the right way uh, now coming into it being like okay we got this all the tours are there we we can we can vocally we're there uh, musically we're there we have great producers on board we have um, great writers and, and we have uh, better management you know that, that that sees the big picture so um yeah it's 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 uh it's moving in a in a good direction right now you know something I, I think that you're in an a unique position now with the the tenure of your career at this point you know you probably have a lot of people coming to you looking for advice you know now that you've had you know almost two decades worth of experience it's probably more than really if you factor in just some of the wild shit you probably had yeah. to endure but yeah. how do you find you know being in that situation now how have you found that to be where you're the one where people are coming to advice and maybe thinking back to when you were that person you know coming up um yeah i mean i'll, I'll talk with fans of course and then and, and give them you know little tips and tricks and you know, if, if a band ever approaches me i'm always always open to you know give whatever advice um and knowledge i i do have but um I feel as if I spread the knowledge of what I do most with just the people that I work with, mm. um, you know, with the producers or, or, or you know, guys in, in FTFD or the guys I'm working with in legend, just, um, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't, I don't feel as if I, I don't have a lot of, bands coming out of the woodwork to ask Chad Rulig what he thinks. Um, I try and keep to myself a lot, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm not like a, 
not like an industry guy. I hate that fucking <laughs> word. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not just. I'm not like a a guy who who needs to be in with everybody or be pals and, and be you know the cool guy. So I, any knowledge I do have, I just I try and spread it through my team, and and it's, it's more and then they have the same knowledge because they've been through it with me. But um, just keeping keeping things on an even level of of let's keep our head in the game. But um, yeah, I don't know. Well, actually, that's something else that I think is really interesting. So in a day and age now where we have so much social media, there's there's constantly new apps, there's the new trends and whatever they are, and I would assume you know most labels and so forth are probably wanting their artists and so forth to to be on these things and be early adopters so you know your brand of you and your band and so forth is constantly out there right but you know you very much remind me of a lot of the people that we you know grew up with like you know i'm wearing a glass jaw hoodie for those who are just listening to this oh yeah daryl's basically not on social media neither is beck don't really know shit about them until you until they want something to be known. And when the few and the things they do hold more weight when they do it, because it's that much more special. And, you know, we grew up in an era where we didn't have constant access to people like we do now. Right. And, you know, that was the reason, one of the reasons I was excited to try to get you on this for a while is because you don't do shit like this. I don't really know fuck all about you because you don't do any of these things. You're not posting every five, 10 minutes about what your fucking life is like. And so yeah. to me, it's one of those where I find you infinitely more fascinating just as a person, because that's not the world we live in. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a fucking weird space, man. It's, it's, it's a weird headspace to be in, to be the vocalist of a band. Not that we're like this massive rock stars, but you know, to have the name that we do with legend and FTFD, like to be the face or be the voice and, but like, that's not, I don't know. Not the role you play on online really. <sighs> yeah, it really is. you like, you have to, you know, I mean, I'm growing up same gig. I mean, I didn't know shit about the guys from, from uh, Slipknot or, or Olympus. I just knew that they sang songs and were in a band that I found cool. I mean, you would hear them on like headbangers ball or, or, I guess back then even TRL, which is fucking weird. <laughs> but 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 you know I don't I don't know I mean but that's that's the age we live in that you have to be you have to be this guy you have to be like almost a fucking character and it's a weird headspace for me being as introverted as I am is that I anytime I have anytime I make a post or I have to make a post or, or whatever some gets sent on the pipeline we have to post about this it's always it almost gives me anxiety sometimes because I'm just like, ah, like I don't, I don't give a shit, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's like, it, that's where we're at. That's what we have to do to be relevant and to, to keep people in the know is to be that if I posted once a year, you know, I don't know what people care. It's hard to say. I don't know. Well, it's kind of the but, interesting thing though. I think with it, I, honestly now at this point with both your bands, it seems like you're, approach just probably because of i mean like you know i'll at least say jim because i know him somewhat because he lives here but you know jim's got kids he's got a a new job or new career really i should say and so the band isn't the full-time thing anymore and that's fine like you know we see a lot of bands that are you know hitting our our age roughly we've been doing it for a while where they it's a less is more approach 
come see us now because you're not going to see us next year. If we're playing in your city or your state, I should say, and we're three, four hours away from you, you better fucking make it because we may not come back for five years. And I think, you know, in a day and age now with social media being what it is and the constant oversaturization of things and bands touring themselves into the ground, which I'm sure you guys did in your earlier days. Right. You're yeah. kind of like, what's the fucking point? I did that already and it got me nowhere. And it almost yeah. seems to be the trend now where by doing that and starving people for th- for content and, and wanting something, it actually ends up benefiting you in the great, greater scheme of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, at, at our, at our level, you know, I feel as if, I mean, FTFD puts out records like every three or four years. Like we're not one of those bands who turns around records. I mean, we, <laughs> the band, the band did that when I wasn't in the band. And, um, I, I mean, some of the, some of the records were sick, some lacked quality, (laughs) but, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's something that I, I know we can, we can get away with to an extent, um, where we don't have to put out a record every year for people to, you know, they won't forget about us or or whatever. We established those fans and it's a beautiful thing, man. And and I'm very grateful for that, um, for FTFD is, is it's such a weird band. It really is like <laughs> in the sense of that, you know, um, success or lack thereof in a space where we're one of like the last soldiers, man. FTFD is like one of those last bands that's still just hanging on, still putting out music. And I mean, we've, and we've had, we, I'm not gonna sit here and, you know, knock us and say we haven't had success because we have. But to that next level that, you know, um, it's, it's weird. Um, FTFD is, is, is an anomaly in a way. I don't know. It is. It's, uh, it's interesting sometimes when thinking about the bands that are still around. I mean, like right now, uh, I joined my co-host podcast and the whole crux of it is that we listen to discographies and then go in chronological order and kind of talk about each record. And then kind of just give an overview of, you know, what we think and so forth. And like right now, uh, we're doing Evergreen Terrace tomorrow is one of the two bands we're doing. And I haven't listened to Evergreen Terrace in quite a while. And I forgot how weird your discography is because like the first two records are almost new metal-ish at times. We're like, it's new metal? I don't. I don't know. Like that snare tone isn't (laughs) indicative of hardcore or whatever at this time. And some of the music stylings kind of tend to be more new metal sounding, but then it's also like you get toward the end of the discography and you're like, Oh, now you're just a straight up hardcore band, but somewhere in the middle, it's like, Oh, are you sort of like haste the day? Like, I don't know. Like I, I hear it's, it's weird just kind of hearing it all like in a matter of like two days and you're just like taking it all in and you're, it's not a gradual progression. Right. Right. sometimes what's interesting about a band like you know for the fallen dreams and even legend is there's so much spaces at times between records that you're kind of like when you when it comes out it doesn't sound weird but when you put it in conjunction with everything else you're like oh, that's that's a little bit interesting there yeah for sure yeah i mean you know but that you know evergreen terrorists i mean when when did that first record come out uh, oh fuck like 2000 Something. It had to been around there because I yeah I remember being in um, I had to been in high school and I remember hearing him yeah uh, yeah you, you know so it but that's you know that's that's the cool thing of bands who are still doing it and even like FTFD is is for someone um, new fans coming in who because I mean we had a huge uh, like 
outpouring of new fans that popped up when we released six because the unstoppable video did so well. So we had fans who had only heard us for the very first time in 2018 and they got a lot of work to do. You know, they were like, this is my new favorite band. It's like, well, you got plenty of material to listen, to. <laughs> plenty to listen to. Um, but I th- yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's cool, man. I, and it's, it goes with any, any band, you know, yeah. kid, you go back and listen to where they start and where they're at and you, you, you know, bands are going to progress and that sound is going to progress or change. It's just, it's inevitable because we, as, as we progress and change as human beings, so does our tastes, our likes, what we, you know, what we find important, how we express ourselves, all that stuff changes as we get older. You know, that's why you look back on things that you did when, you know, you were 21, 22 and you're like, I would beat my ass if, if I ran into that guy. Like, <laughs> like there's, you know, I've, and I'm, I've done that more than I even care to admit. I look back on some of the things I, I handled or said or did or whatever. And I'm just like, what the fuck was wrong with you? But, you know, as humans, that's just, that's, that's how we are, man. We're, we're, we're made to uh, progress and grow and, um, it, it, it channels through our music. So those long discographies I can appreciate with bands. And it's cool to listen to those. I think uh, one of the last questions I have for you, um, or having plug socials <laughs> and all that stuff, um, you know, you you kind of talked about you know the, the area of uh, FTFT when you were gone. You know, you're in a kind of rarefied area of, of people who have left something that they started and then came back to it. And you know, I always like to kind of ask for a little bit of perspective on that. And see what did what did rejoining the band mean to you after it had been gone for a while? Um, it it was weird because when I came back, you know, the only familiar face was Jim. Right. Uh, he's my fucking, you know, he's my guy. But you know, so Andrew was gone. All the other guys were gone. It was completely new. I was picking up where they had left off. You know, from the because when 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 I left, that's when the band really started to land some really sick tours. They started doing a lot of the festival runs, the, the thrash and burns and the monster energy drink runs and whatever. So, um, when I was in the band from Oh five to end of Oh eight, um, it was all just the grunt work. So it was a lot of grunt work. Um, so to come back to the band then and kind of, just jump back into it was, was, was weird in a sense, but at the same time, it just, it felt right. Like it was, it was really cool to um, go right into a, a European tour, which I had never done, which, which made it, it was kind of broke up the, um, the anxiety of jumping into a, a U.S. tour where I feel as if FTFT had more roots than obviously. Um, but it was wild, man. Uh, I feel like I've been back in the band now longer than, I was gone combined with how long I was in the band, which is fucking crazy because I came back to the band in like 2012. So yeah. it's been almost a decade since I've been back. I don't know where the hell that happened. But, um, <laughs> yeah. You blinked. Cool. That's where it went. I blinked, man. And in nine years happened. So, um, yeah. And you can hear that. You can hear the, the, the musical change in that too. 
I mean, from changes to heavy hearts, there was relentless. Relentless was killer, man. I love relentless. A lot of those riffs though. And a lot of that stuff was written around the same time as changes anyway. So it was really just a vocal, a vocalist swap. Um, but then, you know, there's, there's Backburner and, and Wasted Youth, which I, I, I still think had a few, uh, cool tracks. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that sound shift came when I came back. Maybe, maybe I just bring in a more depressing vibe. I don't know. <laughs> That's actually, but, for those that may watch this later, uh, when this gets posted and saw that confused look on my face, I'm trying to remember you play stuff off of the records you weren't on, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, we we uh, December every day is is was in heavy rotation, and okay. then Nightmares was in heavy rotation. I want to say we played like one other one uh, from Relentless, but you know now now with, with where we're at, we're really trying to push push newer stuff. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's cool to play the old stuff, and it's fun. And um, well, I was know, just gonna say, how did, how did you find? Singing someone else's songs that weren't yours. I don't care. No? Okay. Well, because, like, sometimes, like, you know, <laughs> like, I can say at least with, we'll say, like, Howard and, and Jesse from Killswitch, you know, it's right. been interesting to go back and listen to those two talk about having to sing someone else's words they, they didn't write but have to find their own connection to the lyrics so that they can sell it, I guess, or, or find sure. what it means for them. So I, it was kind of one of those as I was thinking about that. I didn't know if maybe you had gone through the same process with the few songs that maybe you did that you didn't write. I, I think if we, when I came back, if the records, not that the records before me didn't do well, but I think if they would have been like staple records for the band that redefined how the band even, you know, function, right. that would be a different story. But I mean, when I came back, um, it wasn't planned this way, but it's just kind of the way it went that everything was focused on changes. Okay. Everything was focused on that and heavy hearts, um, which was, you know, the new material at the time. So yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't find any, um, any, uh, bumps in the road singing, you know, December every day or, uh, uh nightmares. It was just, just like some metalcore karaoke for the night for me. So, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Well, uh, very much looking forward to, uh, some more new legend stuff, uh, the EP and so forth. Uh, actually interested to see what you do with drops. Cause like, I always think that's the funny thing. And you know, it, Cody and, uh, his, his, uh, lady, um, Kaylee, that's in rivals. Uh, yeah. they've been kind of yeah. doing a lot more of, um, what I see a lot of bands of this, this stature kind of doing, which is sort of like I was saying, it's, it's not just a song. It's a fucking whole release. It's clothes. Yeah, it's, sure. you know, it's, it's a lifestyle brand of sorts at this point with some of the things where you also get a soundtrack to the clothes you're wearing. And yeah, man. So it's one of those where seeing like what you've been doing with different artwork, uh, and, and stuff like that, dropping singles, it, uh, seems like it's a, a very fun, creative endeavor to kind of think about it all as a whole and how you want to present this now. Exactly. So yeah. everything moving forward with, it's really cool. Like, uh, I don't know if, if, if you knew, but I don't mind sharing it, but like Josh Schroeder, uh, he wrote one of the tracks. Yep. And, um, it was, it, it's so much fun, man, just to work with Josh and Josh Ashley is doing the artwork for it. Mm. It's just, it's, it's cool. It's, um, it's rad. I'm, I'm very excited to, to get this stuff out. So, Well, uh, where can everyone find you or whatever band you want to plug online? Um, Spotify, obviously for the phone dreams and, uh, legend L G N D, uh, same with Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, man. Uh, 
feel like they're all the same handles for the most part. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's all on there. Check it out and, and uh, stay informed. And your your OnlyFans is coming soon, I, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, the most <laughs> poor, most boring OnlyFans of all time would just be my fucking dogs and my wife walking around. So. I had a really good laugh uh, right before you joined. Uh, I was on Twitter just kind of seeing what the fuck was going on throughout the day and saw that Bo Dallas was trending. And I was like, why the fuck is Bo Dallas trending? And apparently he's dating Liv Morgan. Oh, okay. And one of my favorite like random tweets in that, that trending topic was like, so let me get this straight. Bo Dallas gets to clap Liv Morgan's cheeks. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the internet, man. Uh, every now and then, if I see a very interesting headline, I'm like, okay, let's check out this comment section. It's, uh... Oh, it didn't disappoint. It was full of great, you know, it was like Bo Dallas dating, uh, dating Liv Morgan uh, goes to show that all you got to do is Bo leave. And I was like, God damn, we're getting that back over. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, man. That's funny. Good shit. Yeah. Well, um, Enjoy the rest of your, your day. Hopefully you don't get snowed in. Uh, it sounds like you're, you're good to go with that backup generator. But uh, yeah, right, right. forward to more of these. And uh, thanks for coming on. And like I said, long time coming that I wanted to have you on. So glad we finally got to do it. And Of course. Hopefully, hopefully we'll uh, when this whole shit show of the years or pandemic, whatever the fuck you want to call it at this point is over, get uh, get back down this way to GR and hang out with uh, Rush and all of us and have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, totally down. And, and again, I, I appreciate you having me. And uh, um, yeah, we'll definitely have to catch up, come to GR and get a get Rush. I forgot, you, you, your buddy's with Rush. so yeah, I'm actually going to go see him he, later tonight. <laughs> he's the star, man. He's the unstoppable star. I said that to someone and they were just like, I don't know who that is. And I was like, it's the guy in the fucking video. <laughs> yeah. Just what a trooper. I've known that dude for so long. I love Rush. So yeah. send, send, him, send him my love, man. I will. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. Cool. Have a good one, brother. So that was my conversation with Chad Rulig, vocalist of Legend and For the Fallen Dreams. Uh, as you kind of heard, new FTFD is uh, being worked on currently. Obviously, Six did really well for them. Uh, the last record, you know, kind of brought new fans, which is weird to say for a band that, you know, celebrated 10 years of their landmark record. And I don't know. I just feel old sometimes now that, like, when we talk to some of these people and you're like, yeah, you've been around for, fuck, almost 20 years. Shit. <laughs> anybody feel old yet yeah so um but i've wanted to have chat on for a while uh he doesn't really do a whole lot of press um so it's kind of one of those where i don't really know much about him um like i mean in the beginning which i didn't leave in but you know i didn't know that he was you know lebanese um so i mean that was something interesting i learned about him um it's kind of been the fun thing for the podcast the last couple of weeks is, you know, or actually the last month or so is we've gotten some really interesting conversations out of people like, you know, with Travis from Atreyu, he doesn't do a whole lot of long form press really. So, I mean, it's been kind of fun getting these people who I don't know much about and just kind of talking to them. Yeah, I think it's it's these guys too that always are like, oh, I don't do press that always end up having the best stories. I don't know if they're just like saving them. <laughs> or or what the deal is but uh yeah i get a lot i get a lot of people on discuss metal they're like yeah i don't normally do these but uh and then they'll give you like an hour of like intense content that nobody's ever heard before yeah like david gunn from king yeah just like that <laughs> actually this interview reminded me a lot of that one started off that way a little bit yeah yeah he was kind of feeling you out well i mean i think the hard part thing is too is at times it's like I know Amy, the, the publicist for, for Legend um, and FTFD, 
and someone that we deal with quite a bit and has been on the show. I know like, you know, she goes to bat for us a lot of times. Like I actually was watching order from a trade live stream on Twitch a couple of, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, I had messaged her earlier in the morning going like, Hey, just so you're aware, you know, I ended up talking to Porter Porter set up a conversation with Travis. Um, I know that didn't go through you. You know, we already did the conversation. We're posting it this week, just so you're aware and not caught off guard. And I was like, you know, we didn't talk about Alex. We didn't talk about these things. Like, so, you know, you should be good. And she was like, you know, really appreciate that. And it was one of those things like they talked about it in their live chat that they had as a band with the publicist and all that kind of stuff for, you know, the things kind of moving forward. And it's one of those where I know like she vets us and this show and that's super appreciated, but I still feel like sometimes, you know, like they're coming on and they're kind of like, all right, like what's this dude all about? Yeah. So it's a, it's kind of a, a fun situation to be put in. And I think sometimes it really, you know, like Dewey says sometimes like when you get that kind of an interview going at first, you kind of have to really like show that like who you are and what you're about. And if you can kind of get someone to kind of open up a little bit more to you, then that kind of is the proof in the pudding that, you know, you're doing something well, or you're asking good questions. Yeah, absolutely. I, people don't respond well to, um, you know, tell me, tell me about, you know, uh, how, how working with such and such producer is, which is still a good question. But you can't open with that. No. no. You can't open with, hey, I know these three basic things about you. It's more <laughs> uh it's it's more of, of a give and take. I think the more you give, the more they'll give. You know. It's the art of the interview. I'm uh definitely looking forward to hearing the other legend tracks. Uh I as you heard Chad say, uh Josh has written some of the stuff. So I'm interested to kind of see what Josh has done. He uh wrote a lot of the last King record. And has kind of worked with a lot of other bands that I know. And it's always great work. It's always diverse. I mean, look at that Lorna Shore record that Josh recorded. Like, that doesn't sound yeah. like anything else he did. You go back to when he did the last plea for purging record. You know, that sounds the way it does. The Color Morales No Hope record sounds the way it does. Josh does a very great job of finding a sound that works for the band that he works with. I, To me, honestly, he's kind of a newer version of a Ross Robinson of kind of some of these bands. And I guess to a degree, Adam D and maybe a Kurt blue where he wants to write the songs. He wants the band to sound uniquely themselves, but he no record that he does sounds the same. Um, but somehow it does sound like a Josh Roder recording. Um, so, I mean, just mad props to that dude. And I love the fact that, you know, Josh has a stable of people that he works with like Chad. So there is that consistency in what they do. Uh, and he's constantly pushing his artists basically to be the best they can. So I'm super stoked to see what this new legend EP is going to turn into. Um, I know some of the people that are supposed to be turning in tracks and whew, I am ready for those. Um, they're going to be some, some ass beaters. So uh, <laughs> if you haven't checked out uh, the two singles, go on YouTube, go on whatever streaming platform you use, go check them out. Uh, if you would like to keep up with uh, for the fallen dreams, you can do that on Facebook at For the Fallen Dreams, Instagram at FTFD Band, and Twitter at FTFD Band. And if you would like to keep up with Legend, you can find them LGND Band, Instagram at LGND Band Official, and they don't have a Twitter that I could find. Uh, and if you would like to keep up with Chad, simple enough, Instagram, Twitter at Chad Rulig. Uh, see all kinds of cool stuff uh, between all of those things. Lots of great projects in store. Uh, and speaking of things that are in store on the internet, Dan can tell you all about where he can be found. Oh, yeah. I can be found anywhere, man. I can be found on YouTube at Discuss Metal Dan. 
uh, Twitter at Discuss Metal Dan, Instagram at Discuss Metal, Facebook.com slash Discography Discussion, DiscussMetal.com, uh, Discuss Metal Dan at gmail.com, Dan and Joe Show at gmail.com. I mean, seriously, there's way too many ways to get a hold of me. You could probably accidentally send the email to the wrong person and I'd still get it. <laughs> and if you would like to keep up with all things this podcast it's simple enough brewspeakpod.com is your landing page for everything this podcast uh has links to our sponsors uh bean bastard on point palmade and rockabilly.com you heard the ads in the beginning of the episode so don't need to repeat those rate review subscribe it's a thing that you always hear podcasts need to do you know why you need to do them do it if you're so inclined and you have an avenue to do such and with all that business is out of the way this episode's done so for the brutally speaking podcast i am john And I am Dan. We'll talk to you all next week.